0: Welcome to the New Music Podcast. We're your two regular jack-offs from upstate New York. My name is Patrick.
1: And I'm Kyle. I honestly was waiting for you to do the other way around.
0: I was like, I was Oh, you thought I was going to do it again? Yeah, I thought no, I'm not were. I'm not going to say I'm Kyle again. I'm done with that joke. That joke is dead. The joke wasn't even good in the first place. Um, today, our guest needs very little introduction. We have Mary Zimmer from Voice Hacks. Please tell the people at home what's up.
2: Hello, thanks guys for having me on. I appreciate it very much. Hello. <laughs> oh, God,
0: first thing I want to ask you, all right, and and this comes directly from your uh, Facebook, is so you told me that you could teach me how to.
2: <laughs> you just did it, <laughs> didn't you? Just do it. <laughs> no, I, actually I need help mean, with it. Just...
0: I need help. I need, need to know are... how to. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, there you there you kind of do it differently. Like you were doing it differently each time you were just doing it there. But yeah, I teach people to do that a lot. Um it's not easy though. It's extremely difficult because I think a lot of people think it's a result of one thing happening, but it's really a result of another and it's far more difficult, but it looks I think that's why people get like obsessed with those sounds, you know, too. Because it's just kind of, is not everybody can do them. Um, I can only inhale and do
1: that shit. I can't exhale. I can only inhale, breathe. That's all I can do.
2: (laughs) The thing is, um, you can do it both directions because the mechanics of what's happening are similar. But um, uh, you really want to do it in an exhale direction if you can. Um, I mean, everything should be
0: exhale anyway, right?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, actually... Somebody yesterday um, told me that the singer from the vocalist from Brand of Sacrifice gets trolled a lot. And uh, because people are always saying he's inhaling and he says he's not. And it makes sense because almost nobody I've taught to do like the low, uh, I call it the low fry because when I'm talking about fry, I'm usually talking about the vocal cords being closed. <laughs> And I think there's like this kind of misconception that like false chord screams are low screams and fry screams are high screams. Cause this is kind of their natural strength of each of them. But, um, a lot of the people we're hearing doing gutturals, anything that has a bit of a toilet bowl, a squeal, um, a brie, you know, is going to be some kind of closed typically vocal cords. And it might be hard to believe that, but it's, um, like in guys and a lot of men, when we hear this, their larynx is really long. So the the crazy part, is a man's larynx is so much longer than a woman's that when some men do it and then you know among you know there's always an exceptional person among the exceptional i always say like look at all the people in the nba and then like look at how many of them look like shaquille o'neal you know even in the last like 30 years very <laughs> few of them you know so there's always like the guy among guys who's got like the bigger larynx so then you end up with people like Alex Terrible, where like a low fry is like audibly indistinguishable from a false chord. How you can kind of tell that the vocal folds are closed is by the length of time that it goes. Um, False chord just means like the vocal cords are open. So like it's not going to go as long. And again, this like sort of toilet bowl kind of thing, this burpee kind of quality to it. It's not really you can't do it with your vocal cords open as much it's just like a different physics like a different timbre so this is why people can do it inhaling or exhaling because you can have your typically when people do inhale screams their vocal cords are shut but it's just that on exhale we're blowing this way and in an inhale we're going this way but your cords aren't really built to withstand um, suction so that's why I don't generally recommend inhaling. <laughs> um,
0: it's weird. A lot of vocalists that I know specifically started off doing inhales. And I, I say that from experience because that's how I got started. And usually yeah. you learn what your voice is supposed to do by just doing like most of the people I know is like, that's how I figured out what my throat was supposed to be doing was by doing inhaling. And I'm, even then I want to correct them, but I also don't have the same, uh, wherewithal as someone like you like yourself to be able to properly coach them
2: yeah i mean it's hard it's like you can't your brain just does what it does you can't feel what's happening in your vocal cords necessarily or or figure out how to do it um without some kind of instruction or really strange vocal knowledge because um you know it's just it's really abstract you can't you actually don't even really have much touch nerve endings in your vocal cords and you don't really have direct command nerves in there so it's really hard to figure this stuff out on our own and to just get any sound to come out at all you know so
0: um, first uh, question, I'm sure a lot of people who have, are, either, are even remotely familiar with your channel would want to know how it is that you got started into not just doing vocals, but kind of how you got into coaching other people. I have to imagine that you went through some sort of uh, formal training um, from an early age.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I've always done music um, since I was like 10 around there, like is when I started caring about it. Can I remember that this was like before that? I think you're just so young. You're like ah, like you don't care about anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, like I just remember like a switch being on, being like, oh, this is caring about things. Like around 10 years old, like oh, wanting to do things. And so, um, you, you know, like before, it's just like playing and screwing around and stuff. And um, and yeah, so I took piano lessons. I actually vo- vocals were not my first inclination at, and then um. But I did always sing though. At the same time I was learning like piano and stuff, I was always in the choirs and blah, 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 blah. And, like, probably like the first 10 to 12 years of my, like from 10 years old up to the early 20s, I was doing like really formal stuff, like musicals and my college degree. I mean, I always tell everybody like, like there's only two universities that I'm aware of in the United States that will give you a bachelor's degree in music. Uh, without studying classical music and that's the Berkeley College of Music and Musicians Institute and I'm from Wisconsin which is not near neither of those places (laughs) so I had to get my really double down on the classical music I did some of that before I went there but you know so I actually couldn't like rock belt certainly not scream (laughs) at all uh, and then I, I really learned how to do that, how to do all of that at the same time as I was doing opera stuff in college. Cause that's when I started joining metal bands and like jamming with people, um, you know, and it, so it overlapped with my last few years of doing that. And, um, I didn't really know what I was doing with harsh vocals, but I always started teaching people from the time I was like 19 because, um, you know, it's just like musicians default way to make money. I think when I you're, <laughs> you're like voice lessons or whatever, but then it, uh you know once I was actually had my degree and everything and learned about all of it more more because even when I did music as growing up it's not the same as like studying it at the university level type of stuff becomes like way more serious and super intimidating and really crazy and but you learn all the stuff that you need to learn and um and then to really give valuable lessons and so i've just been giving lessons off and on since then but it became my full full full-time job maybe about six years ago where like i do nothing else i was always doing it like concurrent with other things um but that's all i do now
0: working at the time
2: oh my god i've had like every shitty job (laughs) known to man (laughs) like office jobs human resources um like uh factory jobs. There's a co- there was a generator factory near my college in Wisconsin, and I literally like be assembling generators, like air tools, and like the whole. <laughs> oh my god! Like, t- I've had like crazy factory j- because like well the thing is is people have to understand when you come. I think people from the Midwest will. I'm not sure where you guys are. Where are you guys based out of? We're, we're, we're from New York. Upstate New York okay it's similar um because my aunt lives in the Finger Lakes and it's not exactly not upstate but it's it feels a lot like Wisconsin and so I think it's similar uh I think you guys could relate you know it's like people uh you know you just don't have like (laughs) there's not a lot of like you know jobs available and stuff and a lot of them are very blue collar factory type you know hard work type things that you do you know so Absolutely.
0: So when did you start your YouTube channel? And how did you start, you know, coercing? Or I guess coercing is definitely the wrong word, but kind of... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm making Stop of using things. big words that I don't understand. I'm, I don't even understand these words. Look, <laughs> well, guys, it, you... You've been listening to this podcast for a while. You know, I am far from professional. This show is far from professional. None of us are educated. We're trying. <laughs> we're trying.
2: That's but. the beauty of podcasts, podcast, though. It's like, I mean, and YouTube and the internet. Yeah. Like, do you need a formal education? You know, Absolutely
0: so. not. But I, if I were to go I'm out the there and home. do what you do, then I feel like I would need some sort of education or at least yeah, know what I'm th- talking about
2: yeah, I think like it's hard because I love the fact that nowadays there is like so much education available to people for free. I think as a whole, people are a lot smarter um and more informed than they were, like you know thirty, forty years ago even. Um, And I do I do think like as a whole, you know, we joke about oh, people are so dumb, this and that. But I mean, there's so much information people have now that they didn't have before, you know, so it's really good. But on the other hand, you've got a million people on YouTube calling themselves a voice teacher or a vocal coach. And yeah, like there are some like medical type of things and really like really detailed serious topics where you want that person to actually have kind of a formal degree in it because you don't have any other way to tell that the things they're telling you aren't going to like hurt you necessarily. You've, otherwise you're just like taking people's word for it. And so it's really hard without some sort of credentials, but at the same time, even though I have formal classical training, you know um, I've had to adapt that and do a lot of additional research to be able to teach harsh vocals you know so even then it's not like um you know i have to be admit there's not like a degree in harsh vocals so <laughs> so i mean you've okay. got to be an educated person with the anatomy and stuff to even extrapolate what the limited research there is but the point is is that you know just to be fair uh, you know i have to say that too right so and also like so yeah, it's just tough. It's like, it's very hard to tell like who, and so I try really hard to always be explaining in detail and actually saying what's going on and, and being really clear about things. Because I think the best thing is that like, if someone's knowledgeable, the information should sp- speak for itself. It should make sense to you, you know?
0: Absolutely. And you what just, I was... Hopefully, <laughs> it makes sense shit.
2: Fingers crossed. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, we can't always, you know, expect certain people to be, you know, smart. I mean, there's definitely plenty of crazy as as people out As hard as how many times scene. you hit them
1: with a shovel, you're not
0: going to. Oh my God,
1: smarter. Kyle, with hitting. <laughs> 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 I think that I th- my stepfather told me that you can't, you can't fix stupid. You can't hit them as hard as you can on the head and how many times they won't get smart mm-hmm. or, fix it or something like that. He said something like that.
0: Not for lack of trying though. anyway the question I was trying to ask is when did you really start trying to mix uh your YouTube channel with uh vocal coaching or was that always the intention
2: that's how it started actually um I never really was uploading a lot of like singing stuff because way before my YouTube I had been in bands on sign bands on labels and stuff so I always feel like that was my singing or whatever you know cuz that's what it was before like uh like being a youtuber wasn't quite a thing when i was um uh first doing bands and putting out stuff on labels and stuff and um so i actually tried to launch a website where i would have lesson videos and like people could log in or whatever maybe about Five or six years ago, but I just realized like I had no capacity to manage that because you can only be good at so many things, and I'm just definitely not like a web hosting wizard or anything. And it's actually really hard to manage um, people's personal data and like security and stuff like that. Um, now you know you have things that can process payments through third parties, and I don't know, but it was still crazy, and it was very hard to like actually have a decent structure and like do it all myself. And it turned out that like the videos really were just kind of funneling people into lessons anyway. So I was like, and I also, they were like the first videos ever made. I was like, not that great at video production by any means. <laughs> Nobody's
0: so, first videos are good No. Oh God, no,
2: they're, they're, they're hashtag uh, cringe a little bit, but like <laughs> I put them all on YouTube. I took down the site and I was like, ah, screw it. I'm just gonna give it away for free on YouTube. And, you know, that's how people are going to reach out to me for lessons or whatever. And it was cool because um, even though they weren't the best like looking videos, I've left them up. A lot of them are still up there because they have so many views from the tutorial information or whatever, but the contrast is all off and I look like a, my head is floating or something. You know, it's not <laughs> like it's, it's not the greatest as far as the visuals, but it because the information was good it just kind of I didn't even try to actually grow it and it grew to almost twenty thousand subscribers with me just putting up like, like tutorials I mean like screw it and then um and then I started trying to do um kind of reaction videos but that were like actually explaining stuff I do try to have like a different spin on it and I think that's when the channel really started to grow huge at that point so
0: well i i can definitely understand because you know as somebody who considers themselves a a shit vocalist i like hearing an actually like intelligent person behind it saying here's what this person's actually doing with their voice and so, like, mm-hmm. I know that anybody else listening, and I, I know, I know for a fact that there are a lot of aspiring vocalists that uh, pay attention to this podcast that are thinking, well, what can I learn from these yeah. YouTubers? And that's that's what a lot of us go to YouTube for. It's to learn. Uh, weirdly enough, how did YouTube become a source of of edutainment, so to speak?
2: Edutainment. <laughs> you know, I think because, like people, you could just be like, how to blankety blank. You know? Yeah, literally. That's how. That's how my initial videos were. It was just like how to do this scream, how to do that scream. It's like nobody answers simple, direct questions. Like not everything actually needs to be a clickbait. You can actually give out information. I make my whole living. The only thing I do for a living is giving lessons. And I have plenty of videos where I'm actually explaining it, you know, but people still need lessons. They still need like individual attention. And I think there's mm -hmm. like a lot of this not willing to act, actually answer a question. And that's very dissatisfying for the viewer. That's what yeah. they're there for is to get some of their questions answered to a certain extent. So that's a big thing. I think people uh, need to be a little bit more liberal with instead of like protecting all the secrets. Like, you know, sometimes yeah. you just need to answer the damn question and say what oh, it is.
1: And a wizard never reveals a secret.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, and then that gets old because it's like, I call those type of people or YouTubers or content creators, carrot danglers, because they're always dangling oh, the carrot right. in front of the gotcha. horse, you know, and the horse never gets the carrot. They, and that's not a satisfying, like, if you will, like user experience, you yeah. know, like, no. it's just not, that's not what they're there for. They want an answer. So.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And then and then we're back to the brie. Show us how to breathe. <laughs> the brie. Or it's like fucking you get Rick, yeah. <laughs> or you get
1: Rickrolled back in like two thousand six. <laughs> I still Rick-roll Oh right!
2: Oh day. my god! <laughs> 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 I was
1: happy. I was like, "Fuck yeah, Rick Ashley, my man!" On <laughs> you, <laughs> I, I love this song
2: hory taylor i think i remember this one where he was rickrolling at this radio station that was letting him be a dj oh yeah i saw that video what they were panicking so hard it was hysterical (laughs) they were like oh oh." and he's just
1: sitting there in the background
0: like
2: dude he was messing (laughs) with them so hard because it was on a commercial radio station and i had worked in commercial radio before and um right out of college and it's so funny because in commercial radio like it's not like you know how we're so used to everything now you just have a playlist and you have a thing yeah. and you know you you do your thing like commercial radio is like very much tied to like there's a guy who's picking out like what is being played at the program and the sponsors and oh my god and that's what was happening when Corey taylor was doing it yeah. cause they were like because it's out of format that you know it was a rocker yeah he was
1: like, like fuck yeah know. let's do this and the producer's like
2: Oh we're like having a heart attack yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i can only imagine i'm gonna have to go look this up later
1: oh it's fucking hilarious
0: <laughs> does does oh my god i think the only thing better than that would just be hearing him sing the song itself
2: <laughs> i mean should, oh yeah that'd be dope
1: yeah seriously i had um i saw a video and i always share it on Mary- on christmas he does like this christmas thing I don't know what it is. He does like, um, if it ain't hot, if it ain't Christmas or something like that. If I ain't drunk, it's not Christmas or some shit like that. (laughs) Fuck yourself. (laughs) That's awesome. It's like two minutes long of him telling me he wants to be drunk on Hanukkah and Christmas. It's fucking great.
0: Celebrate them all, man. Christmas Hanukkah. Exactly.
1: There you go.
2: Why not?
0: Why not? What do you say? Well, apparently
2: Corey Taylor will be drunk for all of them.
0: (laughs) I mean. There you go i'm with them so i'm with oh,
2: man, it's cold and it's dark there's not much else to do probably yeah
0: well it ain't that cold in uh vegas right
2: no not really um certainly not by like your guys standards or wisconsin standards um which you know we're like brutally sub-zero cold every year um <laughs> like you know it's just i i like it's so funny when I have friends from warmer climates, too, and they, like, want to go tour in October, and then there's, like, a show in, like, Quebec City, and I'm like, yo, I don't know if you understand how cold this is already <laughs> in October. In fact, I'm not sure if you have fathomed this type of temperature in your lifetime, Literally, let
1: alone,
2: fucking you know, hate like, so
1: cold. Fucking hate people
2: it. out here crack me up because actually the last... I've lived here about four years, and the last few winters have been kind of cold for Vegas, where the temperature actually dropped to about 30 degrees occasionally, Um, you know, because it is up in elevation a little bit um at about like uh, where i'm at is about three thousand feet on the edge of town here so that's why it does get a little bit cold like a little bit colder occasionally but this year like it has barely dipped below 40 and you know it's it snows sometimes for like five minutes every winter too (laughs) so by but by midwest standards this is very mild it's like spring or fall but it's so funny all the vegas people are like you know like they have hats on and like i'm still like in a sweatshirt like I'm it's weird people say you change and adapt but I don't know 50 degrees feels the same as it does anywhere else I don't think
1: I mean you know back when I was like a kid
2: we went to Florida me and my family and it was like
1: the coldest week that Florida ever had with with us going on vacation of course but back in new york it was like negative two and shit like snowing like crazy exactly yeah so like we're we're out there and it's like 55 or 60 degrees and they're like bundled up in like heavy coats and shit and we're just running around with fucking shorts Shorts. (laughs) and we're like like oh yeah
2: that's the thing it's like um midwestern like when you have those standards i mean whenever i used to fly out for nam every year in anaheim Um, it would be like the average Wisconsin, February, January temperature is about minus 14, usually Fahrenheit, you know, it's just probably same as you guys. And, um, I would get to Anaheim and it'd be 63 degrees and my California friends would be like, it's cold this year. And I'd be like, ah, it's so (laughs) hot, 70 degree temperature difference. I'd be like, give me this sweater off. Yeah, literally. But it's so funny. Like I've lived out West for a while now and I don't really feel like. I don't know. Doesn't it's just that I don't dislike the heat and I do dislike the cold, but I don't I don't feel like any less tolerant of it. Like when I go outside and see people wearing, it's like fifty degrees wasn't that cold. Like why are you wearing like a parka? Like
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as long as it's not windy, fuck it, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: Even when it's windy, it was windy today, and I went for a walk, and because the temperature is like so mild, the sun was out like even the wind wasn't bad at all like not at all so
1: i woke up at like 20 it was fucking 29 degrees out i'm sitting there with like my this sweatshirt on I'm like oh fuck this
0: shit i'm not
2: ready for I, this know, shit. I know no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so i went out just like this earlier yeah. today with uh the family to go grocery shopping and stuff it was it's not bad out right now at all i mean
1: when well obviously this morning was like terrible but yeah. later on in the day
0: it wasn't that bad 40 degrees it was. It felt nice out like yeah
1: woo. yeah especially when it went up 20 degrees since i left
0: <laughs> I had, i've been having to explain to my son every day there's no snow outside we can't go play in the snow yet and he's upset because he wants to go play in the snow you're destroyed. yeah it's kind of stream.
2: unusual that it's that warm right now because it should be kind of colder and snow yeah
0: got... i mean we
1: have Usually. gotten uh snow hold on my cat just got into something Hold
0: on. oh my god go <laughs> go get <laughs> your cat hey do <laughs> you have I, any pets I gotta
1: get up. my girl's got it
2: <laughs> yeah there's a i have a dog uh chompy yeah. <laughs> he's a boston terrier Oh, I got oh. But he's not allowed in this room usually because he oh, yeah. farts and they're horrific. <laughs> so, um, oh he's God. cute, but God, he's not allowed in here.
1: Yeah, we, so. we got a 60 to 70% uh, Siamese with uh, short hair uh-huh. in him. He's a
2: little asshole. <laughs> and he's a little asshole. And it like, flush the toilet and stuff. Is it like super? Jumping
1: oh the my bed. God, I wish. He's. He's I wish. Fucking... I've noticed since he's gotten older his siamese is starting to come out even more. I've noticed.
0: I can't let my cat in this room because he starts knocking shit over. Oh my and god. And like I don't know I if my setup that. is I don't know if my setup is like yours, but this is, is literally a five by five. Yeah, block. he's gonna fuck with you It looks a little dummy. smaller than what you've got going on. Here he is. Oh there's a the
2: boy. This is ah, it. Um, he's being a dick. <laughs> I don't know. I think this might be like seven by five or eight by five or something. I envy it. Um, It's still better. Yeah, but, but you know, it is really hard to dampen um, a larger space. When I had a bigger room, I felt like it wasn't dampened at all. So even this one, like I had to like coat it with foam. But then, but then, i just bought um for my boyfriend who's also a singer that eyeball thing that goes over oh my- um
0: are you talking about oh i think i i think i've seen that advertised a couple yeah. of times across yeah. my my facebook and stuff
2: yeah and i was like man what do i need all this phone for <laughs> <laughs> well if it actually
0: works then you don't need it Yeah.
2: yeah no i it works it's really good uh, i've that's why i got it for him because He's like the loudest singer I've ever met That's, in my. That entire was where <laughs> I was like
0: that because depending on how loud you sing will depend on how many sounds reverberate and get picked up. and uh, it's a fucking nightmare,
2: yes, so I got him one of those. I was like, well, what, does the loudest singer in the whole world need?
1: <laughs> Some thick ass foam <laughs>
2: more foam
1: to start more tracking with
2: outside. Foam. Just Try, saying Trek
1: outside, you're good. Go outside.
2: Yeah. But yeah. yes. Then but then it's then there is more solutions. Like there's all these little things now, you know, that like curve over. Wave like back thing. in the day, like you didn't have that. Um there's the Isovox too, but it's just very expensive, I feel. So um, but they work. I've I've tried them at NAM. That you guys know what that is, the Isovox? I don't yeah. think I've I think, heard of I it. I
0: think anymore. I've heard of it.
1: I know I've heard
2: of it, but I don't. I, it's Stick drunk. your head in it. Is it like a little box
0: or a box? Sorry. Uh, yeah,
2: it's like you put your head, so the microphone comes into it. And it's like, you can you flip the top down. Like you can lean like a phone or an iPad in there. So I guess if you wanted to use like Google remote desktop or something. Um, you could operate your DAW from there, but what I don't like about them—they—they um, uh, they work really good. So just no, I'm not slamming on the product at all. Like I've stuck my head in it. Hey, okay okay nah, your... <laughs> it's okay to slam on your. It's okay. Quality product. Uh, give me one for voice acts. No. Um. Uh, <laughs> no, it is really quality, but, but but um, it uh it costs thousand thousand dollars. You know, so Ooh. it's kind of expensive. And what I don't like is that if my head is in something, like it's very hard, like sitting here in front of the DAW, I can just be like looking at it and like hitting the space bar and like saying and like leaning in. But if I'm got my head in the thing, then I'm gonna have to like stick it out. I guess maybe like if I have an iPad with like a remote desktop, I can be like this, yeah. you know, but I think this is going to be really hard to punch in takes and stuff with my head. If someone else is recording you, it's fine. But I think if you record yourself, it might be hard
0: okay so now that i'm actually looking at this kyle have you seen it before
1: no i have not actually now that
0: i'm actually looking at it this looks like an 80s dystopian idea of what the future is supposed to look like look at this fucking thing
1: (laughs) get the (laughs) fuck out of here
0: yeah like i i'm not okay with this personally i'm okay with claustrophobia in a recorded setting because i feel like i'm going to be more passionate but i feel like i lose all passion in any kind of vocal recording if I'm going to be sticking my head in a box like that.
2: Oh. um, Yeah, th- like, that's what I was saying. Like, it works. I've, it's really damp. Like, I have some vocal students like in apartments using them and it works really good. Um, But at the same time, right, your head is in a box, which is a, like a very claustrophobic thing because that flap flips up, you know, it, it closes yeah. you in there, obviously, or it wouldn't work, obviously. But um, yeah, and I just don't like it's hard to, like, come around um, and again, like every time we want to punch in a tank, like it becomes a little bit more if you're just sitting in front of your dog and you can just be like, blah, like, yeah, <laughs> so it's a lot it, easier it like... you have a thing or a bubble or I don't know.
1: I also don't like being like part of the Saw movie, like put my head in this fucking box. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God, if I hear that's what I'm
2: saying, that's why he was I'm saying, gonna like, lose
1: my mind. <laughs> <laughs> if I hear I'm, you want to play a game, that's it. I'm done. I'm not playing, I'm not doing vocals anymore. I'm done.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, one, of my, on the one of
2: my vocal clients, who's a voice actor, has some kind of like pop up booth that he has his lessons in that he also does his voice acting stuff in. Mm. And the computer's in there, but this one he can't even like reach his arms out. I don't know what this thing is, but mm. it's like an actual. Po- booth kind of thing do you think he made it himself i actually don't know i gotta ask him but it does i think it's a thing he bought i don't know or maybe it's something someone custom makes i don't know but yeah you gotta get creative with this stuff absolutely closet or whatever
0: when you got a small amount of space to work with yeah i mean get creative I'm definitely I definitely have to work on something for uh just the desk itself because fitting a desk an actual desk in here, not an option. Not when your door opens this way, you know?
2: No. Yeah, even mine, like one of my friends was trying to give me this like bigger desk that was nice and they really wanted me to take it because they're giving it away. But I was like, dude, I can't the measurements you said, like I can't yeah. fit it in my workspace. Like it's so small. So, you know, it was unfortunate. So.
0: It was a miracle just getting my desk, my chair in here.
1: I was surprised, like, because I've seen that room, Pat, when we moved in. Like, that was that was a small ass room.
0: That's not even the worst part. Behind the the black um, is the is the heater. This arena? is the water that heater. Water heater, yeah. So I've got even less space.
2: Wow. Let's
0: I'm just glad I don't make do a do lot on, of noise.
2: But that's good, though. I mean. You got to be able to, like, keep the noise down, you know, so.
0: Yeah, except for the fact that I know my wife can hear me out in every other room. (laughs) And so that makes me wonder, like, what does my neighbor on this side hear? Does he just, like, hear at, like, 11 o'clock at night just. (laughs) just And just be wondering, like, what the fuck is going on over there?
1: Like, what I'm shooting yes. those ads that you see on Pornhub, those monster porns.
0: <laughs> yes, a... great. That's, yep, that's, <laughs> that's that's the voice acting I'm getting into. Right there. Sure.
2: <laughs> right. You're like, sorry, I had to bring all my work home now, dude. It's COVID, dude. Yeah, it's COVID. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sorry, I had to bring home. I had to bring the setup. There uh,
2: oh, I did have a studio. I was working out of just COVID, man. Oh, like, shit.
0: <laughs> God damn. Uh, COVID has not because
2: of COVID on people. They can't say no. It's like oh it's like God. a Seinfeld or like a oh, you got, oh, Pat, or You're in a band?
1: No, I just shoot like dinosaur porn. That's that's, that's what I do. <laughs> what?
2: You just <laughs> haven't heard it before because we uh, were at a different studio. Yeah. That makes
0: me wonder what porn studios are actually doing now because they probably can't do a lot because of COVID. But hey, I mean that's not my worry right now.
1: I mean, they're probably doing exactly what the WWE and wrestling and stuff like that. They're just testing everybody. And then yeah,
2: I was just going to say, like, if it's just like an isolated crew of people, they can just test everybody. They can still do it. because not- <laughs> yeah. mm. I mean, that industry... I mean, if you really break it down, it was already set up to test everybody for other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really,
1: That's I don't a think really adding one
2: to the list is going to really make a difference. No. Like, oh, now we have to also test you for this. Okay. Shit. No.
1: I can't Shit. do it.
2: Right. Not the COVID.
0: Sorry.
1: I, I don't want do I I to do spread all the COVID aids to all, all your
2: yeah. I can do all the
0: AIDS and all the other tests. Oh, no God.
1: Can do it.
0: Kyle.
2: <laughs> no COVID test. That one's taking it too Absolutely far. Not.
0: I'm not you can stick a cotton swab down my pee hole but not down my nose that's no absolutely not god oh oh both of those what suck. Oh, that's
2: no. worse that's the joke I'm
0: making that was the joke okay. that was the joke oh, okay was both like, wait are you suck.
2: serious I was like oh <laughs> god like the other one sounds very worse so uh,
1: no I don't want to think about that Pat why'd you say that I don't even want to think about
2: that. Right? That's how they I'm... do a lot of the tests for men, I, I think. I, not not that I not that I would know, but I've heard.
0: <laughs> so tell me, how do you know, Mary? How do you know that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. This is I've heard. I've heard things. I've heard things. Uh,
1: My look, friends are very deviant.
0: Well, <laughs> I've been Robert I've been Dino saying for, said,
2: I've heard things.
0: I've been saying for a long time we need more feminine energy on this show, anyways. But then I realized the kind of shit we talk about on the show, and then I'm like, huh, damn, no wonder. No wonder.
2: <laughs> well, um, you know, you guys will evolve. I guess you know it has. Oh, no. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Have more female guests. And we don't know. You're, mm-hmm. I think she's the only second. Uh, she's the second uh, woman that's been on the show. Is yes. that right? Because the yeah. only other woman that's been on the show has been. Uh, forgive Our, me for uh, fucking up her name from Lecrexia, Yeah. Man. Uh-huh. My god. We we're going to have to crack down. We're going to have to really crack down. This whole female representation in metal is a real problem as it is. So
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's always nice when when any art or whatever is equally representative of all the people in the world, but at the same time you can't like force people's interest, you know? I mean, that'd be the ideal, but it's I I've never felt like metal was intentionally excluding women i just Mm -hmm. felt like most of the women i know were just not particularly interested in it um they're free to participate you know like no like i've been doing it for a long time you know and when there was even few even fewer women like if that can be imagined but there was and um that being said even 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 like 12 years ago when one of my bands was shopping to record labels one of the big labels that spent money on us and everything ultimately didn't sign us because the main dude could not still do the female in the metal band thing. And I was doing harsh vocals and everything. Mm. So that was like as recent as 12 years. So like, I guess on one hand there were people like saying stuff like that, but even with that kind of stuff, I did not feel like it was excluding me from participating. Uh, you know, most people were not discouraging. If you could play or saying everybody was like happy you know, there you go. as long as you could do what you're there to yeah. do so so yeah i just I, it is hard you know and we talk about representation nowadays but the one thing about representation is you have to think about interest if if, if if like a certain demographic if that's just not their interest you don't need to be um intentionally excluding people to have that be the case I, now i don't know why a lot of women aren't more interested in metal um i mean i Maybe it is that they haven't seen, but there's been women stepping up for a while and doing stuff. And it's not like necessarily like there's a few more, but it's not necessarily like bringing them in in droves. Um, It just kind of seems to be like it's not that high of a percentage women that are interested in it. But I don't feel like also I don't feel like the bands like the male bands are intentionally exclusive like, I don't feel like the lyrics, it's not the 80s. I don't feel like things are particularly like, <laughs> people aren't like, oh, baby. You know, like, it's not like Dr. Roxo. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just not, it's not really like that. I don't feel like it's not particularly gratuitous or something. I don't know. I feel like if you like, periphery lyrics or something are gonna like drive women away or anything so Uh um I don't really understand that what the interest is but I think a lot of it comes down to interest because even me having been in it even having like heard a couple things about well I don't know if I'm down with the woman in metal I mean I still got signed to another big like equally big metal label well, at that same time. So I don't know, I just don't feel like there's like anything preventing women from doing it. almost all the guys uh like all the weird stuff. I- I've had crazy things happen with men in my life, but like all like not very many of them were were from the metal scene or had anything to do with metal, you know. Actually, most of the guys in the scene are are not behaving in a way that's going to uh, turn you off of being in metal too bad, I don't think. So I just it's weird. I don't I think it's more of like an interest thing and I I don't know why though (laughs) like I don't know I'm sure your
0: analytics say something similar but ours say something like two percent of women uh follow the show and yeah I'm I'm sure there are more women interested in your uh content but still like seeing that big of a a gap was kind of a shock to me
2: it's um it was that well me coming from a woman's perspective I'm just knowing how few women are like in the Mm -hmm. audience and um in bands in general like It didn't surprise me at all. I mean, I have a little bit more, like I have maybe 15% more, so like maybe 10 10 to 15% are women maybe. Um, And then the other 80% are men, 85%. But I do feel like, um, so that's a good example, right? I'm a female vocalist representing, like talking to people, like anybody showing being a female, doing the thing. And I'm not necessarily getting any more women interested in it. Let's put it that way. So even Mm -hmm. when you have someone representing, and again, not necessarily intentionally excluding people, the weird thing you f- we're all finding out in this new world of inclusi- inclusivity is that sometimes it's just a, a de- demographics interests are not, are just not in that thing for whatever reason, and you can't make them be interested um, so even though people would always like to have more representation, the people in those groups actually need to be interested, though, in that thing. Yeah. And I don't know why a lot of women are not even my vocal clientele. It's the same amount of percentages. And again, there's nothing discouraging or excluding them from doing it. The door's open. So I don't know. Um, that's what, what I will thinking. say
0: is that in the last like couple years, I've seen some very impressive female harsh vocals. And I don't know yes. what changed, yeah. but I always knew it was there. I mean, yeah. the Rebral Boar was, was like my example in the yeah. past of that. And like I wrestled a bear once and then seeing, you know, I guess my couple of examples are like Ginger. Um, now Spirit Box is doing really well. Yeah. Um, there's a couple, I mean, them, but I'm definitely blanking them.
1: There's um, There was one that I listened to in high school, Bunny and the Bear. That,
0: that old that, band. Those are dudes.
1: Well, no, I think there was a female vocalist at one point because they got rid of the, the, high, the high clean vocalist for a female at one point.
0: The Bunny and the Bear were oh. definitely dudes as far as I believe. I knew, no, no, they were dudes when, when,
1: I, when I first got into them. And I didn't realize how the big dude did so high vocals, <laughs> clean vocals. And I believe, don't quote me, but I think that's a female singer now. Don't
0: quote me. I haven't followed that band in years, so I don't me know.
2: either. So <laughs> yeah, but do you know that's? I mean, yeah, there is some women really coming out and flexing right now. Like definitely, like um, Lauren Hart from Once Human would definitely be another one. I mm-hmm. think that's you know really killing it on the harsh vocals and um and everything like that. But again, e- even though there's more, like I'm not sure. Uh, it will ever be 50 50, you know, because we don't see that in the instruments either. You know, mm-hmm. we see a few front people. Um, and I don't see a lot of women instrumentalists uh, also joining they're probably even fewer, you know, joining the bands and stuff like that. So I don't know. Again, I don't know. Um, and I've talked with friends who, who have other podcasts and they're like, how can we get women to be on? Um, you know, and I'm like, it, it, I don't know, you know, it's like, I, you know, I don't know why there's not more women doing like audio recording. I don't know why there's not more. Cause again, I've been doing all this stuff for a really long time. Uh, like when the percentages were different and it is very surprising to me how much time has passed and how little how few women like have you know joined the party and like i said i really don't feel like there's anyone stopping anybody at all like i don't think anyone's ever just like walked up to me and been like no you're a female (laughs) like even like a zillion years ago i would record like my local friends grindcore bands and stuff like that and I mean, like I said, there's like no female engineers then, but there's no female engineers now. So, it, like, it didn't have anything to do with that. They were like, "Oh, you'll record us for eight hundred bucks, like or whatever, like a whole uh, album." Done, old. done.
0: done. Well, do I got like, you. They
2: didn't. No, and nobody said anything to me, and nobody paid me disrespect. You know what I mean? Like I like I've had crazy experiences with guys, but it's like it's never really been a part of the music scene. So I don't really understand. And it's not not the case for all women, but I don't feel like it's I really truly can't say that it's unwelcoming or anything. I think it's just like an interesting and I don't Hashtag really get.
0: blast.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. <laughs>
0: Oh seriously, because you know there's horror stories out there, so sure. count, count your blessings there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like, well, like I said, I've had crazy things happen, just not, for me, I've been lucky that they haven't really been music scene related, um, you know, so I just, I think all women have, like, crazy stories, but yeah, sure. but yeah. at the same time, uh, the crazy story people just being weird and goofy yeah. and not, like, necessarily, like, me too kind of things or anything like that.
1: Oh,
2: you're a woman. Hey, um, I'm, I'm a vocalist. <laughs> like, What? <laughs> it's not nothing. No, see, like that's what I'm saying that hasn't happened to me. But I, I do know sometimes there are occasions when that has happened to some people. So I can't really say, you know. Um, but like it, it like stuff like that's happened to me outside of music. That's what I'm saying. I just feel like musicians are always the people who are like more open-minded, not less open-minded. Yeah. So.
0: We should spread that message right there. Be more
1: open
2: minded.
0: <laughs> no, that the music industry is more open minded.
1: That too.
0: But
2: yeah, I mean I ran into a lot more closed minds outside of the music industry. Well, you know, by far. That's I just feel
1: like. that's just people in general.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as far as like regard to women and this and that, like a lot of it's been outside of the industry. I feel like metal people are pretty pretty cool and like if you can play or sing and you can you can own it nobody really nobody's really gonna stop you
1: they may have Um, shit on you but you know it's (laughs) the elitist or whatever
2: sometimes yeah I do feel like people are always like wanting me I guess one slight thing is I do feel people are always wanting me like prove that I can do everything like even though it's, it's I guess the thing about Everything being available to people nowadays is like why people are so lazy to Google something. Like, yeah. literally, it's in the palm of your hand. You don't have to get off the couch and just be like, "Me, me, 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 And like, they don't still though. So it's it surprised me like when people on YouTube are like, first of all, like I demonstrate a lot of the stuff in my videos. But the other thing is, is that like all you gotta do is Google me, like, and you can look at my bands and all the different stuff I've done and like. Uh, it would take like five minutes, you know, it's not very hard and people will still be like, can you really do it? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, like, want we, me we to like prove it.
1: Yeah. Do we, the raw. We raar. were talking to Andrew Patterson. Yeah. Andrew Patterson, who yep. was, like, picked up a guitar and started playing on Facebook. Everybody's mind blew up and they were like, because usually they're just used to him being like, do the raw. Yeah. You don't play guitars. You just do raws.
2: Do the raw.
0: You need to chill. Yeah. You need to chill. <laughs>
2: it's weird it's it's super weird and even um i started uploading like more like demonstration tutorials because i'm like literally i have like whole albums like doing this for some reason this is too hard to google um whatever right like what is this this? what is this what is this person and um but people were like oh you should do you're a classically trained singer you should demonstrate opera and it's like god it's like that's not what the channel's about I'm gonna do it just to do it but it's kind of so funny because it's like everyone just wants you to flex just to flex like just to do it and I'm like sometimes I'm just like I'm like why I'm like for me personally like musical theater or classical hold like zero interest to me anymore you know I spent so many years doing that like um i've just been over it for a long time but uh my next couple of videos i'm just gonna do a couple demonstrations of those things just to say that i did them just to do the flexing <laughs> you go. or whatever here people here are,
0: you know. you go. i can send you next time you ask me to do it
2: and and then i'm gonna just be like that's it now we're back to harsh vocals because um plus two it's like i'm always like why why like there's so many opera singers there are so many musical theater singers there are so many teachers yeah. doing normal stuff like why do you give a shit if I do the normal stuff Like, yeah. because I'm here to do the harsh vocals. And also too, in some of my, like I said, in some of my bands, like I have done all that stuff. Like the last one of the last bands I was in that was on Peaceville records was this band called white Empress. And it was kind of black metal. And so there's, like, literal, like, full opera singing and stuff on it. You know what I mean? Like, it takes, like, five minutes to go, like, <laughs> huh. prove that you can do it. Like, oh, they just gave me a degree. Like, I just.
1: <laughs> I just walked in and said, that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, I'll take the opera one. Like, you know, like, it's just so funny. This is the hat um, I'm putting but... on. <laughs> but i decided you know screw it like i was very surprised to get those comments after my first couple of stuff but i'm just going to do it just to do it but there you go you know again it's sort of like youtube audiences is always like flex on us you know they're all, they're so snobby they'll be like prove that you can yeah. that's just
1: people on the internet in general <laughs> yeah
0: it's funny how like the people from youtube and reddit are almost always kind of the same personality types
2: oh yeah big time yeah
0: almost always Ugh, i gotta stay away from reddit man that shit's toxic uh,
2: that's why i, I will go not here. go on reddit and i rare at all because i know people talk about me out there, so like- <laughs> i don't <laughs> want the mean comment Fuck
0: so me. you're saying <laughs> when this is done to post it on reddit is what you're saying
2: posted all over reddit yeah you know but it was so funny because i did make the mistake of looking at reddit when the Helion prime album came out and it was mm-hmm. just like people like you know giving their like unsolicited vocal opinion especially because my band has had like other vocalists before and so like everyone um oh. everyone's comparing and told my band i was like don't go don't go, don't on, go reddit. on reddit Whatever please for love god let's fuck reddit do not go on there for the love god. because um." But that's one cool thing about being a vocal instructor is uh, like people's like literal opinions really kind of don't matter as much to me anymore because um, it becomes if I, like once you when you have like a technical perspective on vocals, if you're achieving like the technical accuracy in whatever style you're doing, I mean, that's your voice then at that point. And then after that point, if you know it's as technically accurate and as good as you can do, then everything else is just subjective opinion you know and if someone doesn't like it it's just kind of well you, you you know some people have like particular vocal tones they really like and everybody's different you know so at that point so I don't really take it honestly like I mean I joke but I don't I don't really take it personally because if I feel like I did a technically a good job like I don't know what people think of it then at that point it's just like well this is like your opinion, man. You know? Yeah. It's, your opinion. <laughs> it's just like your opinion, bro. So. so
0: have you done a rap album yet? Is that on the table? Oh, God,
2: no. <laughs> I mean, I can. I, I've, I have like a lot of lyrics memorized to rap songs. Just, oh, God,
1: like, no. Jeez.
2: From the 90s. But no, like, but although like some of these fast, harsh vocalists, um
1: yo kind of put yeah.
2: your paces they but, are
1: coming like, out of the woodwork and i am respecting i love it, it. i
0: am all well, for yeah. it
2: yeah some of these guys are almost doing the equivalent though right in uh harsh vocals and i think like the first guy to really start doing that was like to to like open that door was phil bozeman definitely like absolutely saw his law. Yeah. you know like that's the one that started all. Oh, now there's all these guys doing it and it's like holy shit yeah like (laughs) like, yeah like guys from
1: (laughs) i mean obviously attila for rapping for franz for yeah Mm -hmm. you got uh hunt the
0: dinosaur well i would say even before all of that we had pop goes punk and everybody was trying to but nobody could actually do those songs live so (sighs) that was
2: yes yeah that's i mean
0: my my most and then you have people like
2: roddy radke who like literally
0: oh yeah yeah
1: yeah I was just I was just listened to alone by him like <laughs> like a couple hours that's
2: ago. That's when her he's like with the Gucci sneaks, <laughs> <like> a- <laughs> all, all I do is whip straight up hustle and grind. <laughs> right. <laughs> so- that's when he's like, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> that's great. I'm not a, a hater at all, but um I actually met him briefly once on this MTV thing I did, but the whole thing did not make the cut into the episode. So you hear
0: that MTV? You fucked up. You done fucked up.
2: Yeah. I mean, so MTV, I...
1: first of all, if you're listening, we made it. Second, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs>
2: Yo, no, no. Uh, it was this episode of made that I did where we were coaching this kid to do screaming. And then she wanted to meet Ronnie Radke. He was like her favorite dude or whatever. So like, we took her on the bus and, you know, he gave her all this like vocal advice and this and that, but like they cut, they cut it from the episode for some reason. I People don't realize like it's 30 days of filming for a 45 minute episode. So oh, yeah. it's kind a lot of stuff hard cut. to include everything. Yeah. You have to cut out. like yeah, It's the same what
1: thing what with, happens. with movies. Like it can take a whole year and then they cut.
2: Yeah. Yes. Most yeah. of it, and it's just so like there's a lot of people and stuff that they just I don't know I don't and it, you know you're not there in the editing room so you're not sure like why or why not they chose to yeah. cut that scene or whatever. Well,
0: yeah, but yeah, man, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, like there's uh there's a couple of different like weird vocal styles that have kind of come out um in the last year that I really wanted to ask you about, and one of the, one of them is definitely the tunnel throat thing, um that I think started maybe like three years ago. But um, have you done anything on your YouTube channel at all talking about that?
2: So when kids on YouTube started calling things Tunnel Throat, yeah, it's it's actually been for like a while now. Um, I thought so. I've been hearing these terms for several years, but it can mean a lot of different things because that's what was one of my goals with starting the channel was to start standardizing terms for harsh vocals and not just like trying to standardize them but to make them match the anatomy so it's like clearer to understand so we can be like this is this and this is that because if it doesn't match what you're doing it's hard to do them it's hard to control them and so tunnel throat can uh, apply to any low sound but because most of the people on youtube aren't like vocal researchers or even super knowledgeable about like the types of anatomy and physics that create the sounds um they're gonna call them all different things it generally refers to something like really low but that has been six like different things (laughs) like if you watch what one kid calls tunnel throat and then another kid calls tunnel throat it's completely different in general i do know it to be like the lower the low uh like the gutturals like the low fries like we were talking about however it's all like using tongue positions to get the larynx to lower which will give us lower pitches and harmonic overtones it, but it can be done in false chord it can be done in fry and what i kind of don't like about like the random youtuber is they don't understand uh how this stuff works in here and so a lot of people will encourage people to try to actually voluntarily pull their larynx down during this sound but you can't actually do that you can get your larynx to lower, but it has to do with reflexes and the shapes. I've taught a lot of people to do low, gurgly, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if you want to call it. Tunnel throw, <laughs> toilet ball. Like, I don't uh, know. Toilet ball. I call it donors. all like. Yeah, usually that's a form of low fry and it involves like very specific tongue shapes. But the vocal cords are usually closed. But what makes it sound low is. The thing that kids are calling tunnel throat, which is our larynx moves lower in position. So, you know, your shape in here is changing, but it does that reflexively um, due to vowel shapes. And we do, we actually try to mitigate a lot of these reflexes in clean singing and in opera singing and stuff, but Vowel shapes will make it move and, um, you don't need to be like pulling on your throat. And the the problem is, is that anatomically it's not wired through your direct controls. So then when people are trying to like move their larynx down, it's like not a thing you can consciously do necessarily. And, um, you can do it by like making a sound or a shape that will make it do that, but not like directly pulling on it. Like you're thinking of, and and then if you try to directly, you'll feel an awful lot of throat strain and stuff. So, um, you know, I teach a lot of people these low positions and the tongue shapes and how to do it in lessons. I don't have a lot of tutorials on it just because I feel like it's so hard and it's super advanced. And there are just some things I don't want people just trying from a video necessarily. Uh, and that's one of them is I would rather you guys kind of have more individualized attention because, um, if you start really pulling on these muscles here t- too hard and doing it wrong, those are like the most extreme sounds. Probably the most difficult thing someone can do is like the low fry type of gutturals um, period with the weird tongue shapes. So it's also like literally the most advanced vocal thing of anything to do. Um, and That's why everyone goes nuts when we hear like Phil Bozeman do it or whatever. So. <laughs> Alex,
1: terrible dicky allen and shit like that
2: yeah (laughs) exactly and alex terrible is the guy so like we have to also think about physics and like so when i do like low fries um even though i have a low and very unusually low pitched voice for a female i still don't have an adam's apple (laughs) you know men have an adam's apple because you're um larynx grows really long at puberty that's why you go through that terrible like the squawking you know because and like one day your nephew has like a a kid's voice and the next day he's like yo like on the phone and (laughs) the reason is is because your larynx i mean an actual man's larynx can be seven to ten millimeters longer than an adult woman's So that is huge. That's like a triangular shape. Like the rest of your body is corresponding to that. So the visibility of it doesn't necessarily mean that it's longer or shorter. Because like in the case of a guy like Alex Terrible, he's huge and we can't see what is obviously an enormous larynx. The the man
1: is a unit.
2: Yeah, you know, so in, in you have to think of physics of sound. So a lot of male vocalists, their low fries can be insane. In the case of a guy like Phil Bozeman, he's actually not a big man. He's about the same height I am. But why can't I get my low fries to go as low as his? Because his Adam's apple comes out, like, to his chin. And he has, like, a, a, a baritone vocal range when he cleans things. Just so listen to indicative. when he talks yeah this is extremely <laughs> indicative of longer vocal folds you know so then within that seven to ten millimeters you know basses and baritones have longer chords and then also there's three dimensional like density so i have like a very low range voice without the length because they're like super fat and dense you know um and that's why it's kind of unusual for women to have because our chords don't lengthen most women's have high voices you know and that's why it's also equally rare for a man to have like an Anthony Green voice. It's very popular, but the actual percentage of guys with a voice that high, because his he would have an Adam's apple too and fully length vocal cords, but they're going to be really, really thin to be that high of a voice, just like physics of strings. So we have to really understand that. Um, when we hear a guy, some of these guys, their low fries can be indistinguishable from low false chord, which is false chord is doing it with your vocal cords open. But when you can hear someone going for a long ass time, you got it pretty sure the vocal cords are closed. Your time limit and also low false chord with the tongue shapes does not have like a Um, a burpee quality like the toilet bowl so for example like low false chords with like guttural shapes kind of they come out deep but you're gonna lose it's gonna be like (laughs) it's like not it's not particularly and you can't go very long maybe like four or five that's my
0: biggest issue with with uh, false cord is that Mm -hmm. I can't hold them out
2: no you can't you'll never Let's be able talk. to and if you pay attention to false scored screamers they're writing in like four word phrases a lot mm-hmm. because they can't so when we hear someone being like <laughs> you know like, well this is how low my low fry goes i was using the same <laughs> tongue technique there as phil bozeman and i it's not ever going to go as low as phil bozeman it's even among dudes he has like, he's probably to that 10 millimeter side, you know, because people can be physically exceptional even among the other people doing it. You know what I mean? So you, there's always like one guy who's like the Guinness book guy. This is with yeah. athletics or vocals, you know, but in general, my male vocal clients, their low fries are pretty much universally always lower than mine. The girl from cerebral bore though, those are low fries. Cause she has tutorials and stuff. And, um, It's with the tongue technique and it's Mm -hmm. very clear in the tutorials. That's what's happening. And, uh, with that particular tongue technique, she was able to get a woman's larynx to go as low as I've ever heard in a fry. But most of the women that we hear, whether they realize it or not, because, you know, you can't feel these things. When I first started false courting and screaming, like, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I just knew that I wasn't going hoarse. That's how I started researching it, because I was like, well, how come that's not fucking up my voice? <laughs> like, I was like, I just keep doing this all day long, you know. But the point was is um, that, you know, there, a lot of women will do false chords on the low. And this is because, the, you know, with our larynx, the size that it is, now we're talking about a noise sound, you know, and like even someone like me with a super low voice, like I can't quite get my fry gutturals to go as low as I want so I might a lot of times I switch to false chords. I did a thy artist murder cover and I could not in the in the amount of time oh, that the way that he writes I didn't have enough time to switch to false chords so I did him low fry but I felt like I could not like again like CJ like I could not get to the depths. I did a pretty good job I think but um like you know again we have to think about physics and this is people need to be generous with themselves like everybody's different. you can't just you know. I was a bigger woman like Brienne of Toth or something maybe like I could have (laughs) some serious low gutturals. because I would imagine you could make up for some of the larynx space if you had like a big chest cavity if you were like six feet or taller maybe but
0: so does that explain why my lows have gotten lower since I put on 30 pounds
2: (laughs) Uh, not unless your larynx is bigger oh you You know what that's where all the
0: weight went
1: (laughs) you know what that's where it went I was wondering why you my just got, got better
2: at your technique you know that's <laughs> all it kind of settles more and it, get, it can settle and get lower if as you get better at it it definitely needs to be practiced so that's probably just you're just probably better at it now but Woo-hoo! yeah because <laughs> I can't get mine though to go all that all that low I think like by themselves maybe they don't sound that bad but like if i actually put them up next to someone else who has them really low like a male vocalist with a huge larynx like that i had a guy who was actually six foot eight and i found the instagram clip the other day that i taught to do the low fries six foot eight is the biggest focal client i've ever had and if Damn. you can imagine his fry gutturals were like out of this world um, I was yeah so envious <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna repost the Instagram clip because I found it the other day and I was like, God, he this turned out so good. he He just so you know sometimes, even though your body doesn't do a technique, um, if you know how it's made and you can teach the phonations, like, you know, I can show them in my larynx, but then when they do it in a different size, body, like it has a totally different tone to it, you know. Um, like again, like a lot of guys like, I want to be like Alex Terrible. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, can't I be like Alex Terrible? Like you <laughs> gotta be that size of a man. I mean, and it's kind of unusual. It's not normal.
0: Okay, so what you need to do right now is you need to go hit the fucking gym, dude. (laughs) Like hard. (laughs) I think that is something that is under underestimated is that somebody like myself who doesn't hit the gym, who isn't, you know, physically active like that, stands a huge disadvantage because doing vocals is something of a sport. And the more physically well you are, the better you're gonna be at it and the more uh you're gonna be able to sustain yourself on in like a live setting. So
2: Oh yeah. And like, even when I went on tour a couple years ago and healing and we were on tour with Unleash the Archers and Striker and the guitar player in Unleash the Archers like works out all the time. Like he would hit the gym, like anytime, like we pulled up to some place, like, cause it's very hard to work out on tour. Like he'd just go work out or whatever. But then I would watch him on stage and he would run around the stage like he was so light on his feet. You know what I mean? He looked like it was like effortless. He was just like, boing, 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 you know, gliding. And I was like just watching him like night after night. I was like, God, I got to get my I got to get my shit together. Like, I need to move (laughs) like that. You know, you feel so heavy otherwise. And then, too, yeah, you're right. Like, you're breathing is like. (gasps) you know you're like up there like oh my god Mm -hmm. because it's so hot too it's way harder than even practicing at band rehearsal it's you know so watching guys that are like in super good shape just like bounce around the stage like they're 18 and it's effortless you know you're like shit like i have a lot of work to do you know so
0: i personally Um, always go back to that video of the dude from harm's way because he's a fucking tank watching him crazy watching him move around and still keep up like oh my God, that's goals.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like looking that light on your feet with that much weight on your body. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And when it looks like that light and he almost like he can hop around, you know, like Mm. that's what you're looking for. Like, you know, who still looks like that is like Bruce Dickinson, you know, I mean, (laughs) I, I, I don't know how that guy's again, the exception rather than the rule of course, but he looks like that at a very old age. So, um, you know, it just shows you like, yeah, if you stay in shape and yeah, then again, like if you're doing harsh vocals or, I don't know, I feel like actually it's harder for me to do clean singing on stage, but, um, the air, you know, you've got to do like a lot of cardio and and you really do. It's, it's very tough to keep up, I think with a live, but that's why so many of the people that are front people are like fitness nuts. I mean, look at Angela Gosso and, and, um, uh, the, the chick from Once Human also, she, I mean, they're just like shred, you know, all the time because all they do is false chord so they're just like blowing air out constantly so they're like, uh, you know, like ripped you know, because they got to do that every night and it's really difficult or well Angela's kind of retired from it now but you get the idea
0: I'm not going to lie, I, I had never heard of Once Human until you had brought it up so I, this is one of those bands that I'm definitely going to have to do some research on
2: Oh, you're gonna love it. It's super badass. Um yeah, super badass. And um she's a a false chord screamer, but she does um she does goes out with Camelot too, as like the guest vocalist or whatever. She mm-hmm. she can clean sync pretty well too. But yeah, um just again another example person who's like staying incredibly fit to like make the harsh vocals come out. It's like pretty demanding, I would say.
0: Hell yeah. Um, now my only other question uh, before we start to wrap this thing up was uh, talking about uh, the idea or the concept rather of merging focal fry and false chord vocals, kind of doing them either like interchangeably or at the same time. Cause I hear a lot of people talk about that but the concept just kind of baffles me.
2: Um, well, if we're defining false chord screams as the vocal cords being open, which is where it gets its name because it flaps your false cords more than any, any other distorted sound. We flap them around in some of the other sounds, but a lot of the times we're using other tissues like the soft palate, the uvula, the sinuses, like all this white noise we're making is just crap shaking around in there. <clears throat> <laughs> and <laughs> really that's all it is. And um, but it sounds crazy, but that's all it is. But but you can do that with your vocal cords open or you can do that with them compressed and the fry scream. So I think one confusing thing for a long time is that there's been a couple people who've called like anything loud a false chord scream. Um, and that's kind of a a, something I want to clear up because we can do a very loud fry we can do very loud false chord and we can do both of them high mid and low within their own context you can hear that low false chord sounds different than low fry high false chord sounds different than high fry but you can do both in either and I think when you make that clear then it's like okay no, you cannot actually false chord scream simultaneously with a fry scream. Your folds have to be open or they have to be closed. They, ca- they can't do both. However, there's many vocalists that are doing um, both in the same song. And even in the same sentence, they're going to switch over to it because that's like in preferred the preferred thing. Yeah, I've heard yeah, some people are, do that. You know, yeah some people can do that it's very difficult but for example um spirit box to me very clearly there are sentences where she does fry typically for the mid and high. And then typically for the lows, she switches to false chords and the tones change. And also the breath changes when she does that, you can see it, you can hear the tone changing. And again, this is a female vocalist doing this on the lows, whether they know it or not, they're probably choosing that tone because it's going to get them a little bit lower probably, you know, with our kind of larynx size. And, And then also we have a, a band like um, like Shadow of Intent, you know, for example. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's what I'm pretty sure that's what he's doing as well. When I've watched like some of his like covers, where you can really tell, like covers where people are just like sitting in their room and the audio is really raw, and uh, then it becomes very obvious like that there's some switching going on, you know, um, and and uh, at that point, but again, a lot of these people don't know they're doing it. They're just like I like this growly tone and I like this tone. they may not understand you know you can do a lot with your voice and learn a lot through mutation and sounds and you can't feel a lot of stuff in here so you may not know if the vocal cords are open or closed so really in the truest definitions you cannot do fry and false chord at the same time the confusion comes from the fact that there are some people who consider fry to just be the cord closure by itself However, I don't think any of the major vocalists that do fry are sticking with that, so I only view that as a step. So that's like this, where when you close your vocal cords and you make a fry scream, you're passing air between them, but it's like kind of like, like that, (laughs) like the way your lips would look if you push the air. That's what it looks like when you watch it. And that only makes a little bit of white noise. It makes some of the white noise in fry, but very little, like less than 10%. It's like, ah. So it's like quieter than my talking voice. Mm. So some people call that fry and only that. Even though the vocal <clears> cords are closed, it, when we flap the other tissues around to make it louder, like Randy Bly, Devin Towns, and like any person that fry screams ever is doing like, Aah! like the big loud one and not yeah. that small one. And I think sometimes you can feel your false cords flapping in the big loud one. Not as much as a false cord scream, but I think that's where people go, I'm doing both at the same time actually no we're just doing a big proper fry and we shouldn't have been that small one's lousy we shouldn't be doing the small one so no they're not doing both at the same time i hope that makes it clearer
0: i think so and the only other vocal technique i've heard you talk about outside of vocal fry false chord is the third one that sounds almost like old school hardcore like hate breed and that's yeah that's the one that I feel like there's the most confusion around and that's because it's actual screaming and it's not quite like this technique that we came up with. I will say though, I think that the guy from hate breed doesn't really know what he's doing. He just yells and like, you can hear it when he does his podcast afterwards and he sounds all hoarse and shit.
2: Exactly. Well, um, I think he has had some vocal lessons like, but later, you know, in his career, but, but yeah, so he's doing the category, and so many, everybody that is not doing these fry or false chords is doing, like, the voice with distortion category. The reason I call it that is because you can sing with it, you can shout with it, you can talk with it, um, and you can do it all the same way, no matter which one you're doing, and in, in all those cases, your vocal cords are talking or, or or singing or making a pitch, and If you put enough grit on it, you usually don't actually yell with your voice. Yelling with your voice is like slamming your cords together and it's not super distorted. So we hear Jamie Joss destroy everything. You know, there's a voice pitch underneath. Destroy everything. But um, it's not literal shouting. Uh, and, And maybe sometimes accidentally if he doesn't know what he's doing you know as much. But what it is, it should just be normal voice underneath and you should be just clapping the other tissues like we do in the other sounds on top of that. So it doesn't matter if I'm singing with it like Lane Staley, you know, or I hey a shout with it like a hardcore singer. Um, I should be able to do either. And and if I'm doing it right, I, I should I should be getting a distortion from the other tissues, not my actual voice. Because uh, your voice actually doesn't even make that much distortion. So a lot of times we're doing it wrong. It's not very gritty anyway, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, so you'll know. Like, you go horse really fast. It, it takes very short amount of time. And so, you know, if you can get that going, you can do a lot of things with that. Talk with it. Sing with it. Like, quote, unquote, shout with it. You know, even if you're doing little, like, hey, to the audience. But, yeah, this is definitely the hardcore thrash metal thing some of the punk bands um but again i've heard blues singers do this going all the way back to like the 30s you know uh so it this is a thing that people have been singing with for you know decades like hundred years i love
0: reminding my stepdad that fucking rick james screams all the time
2: mm, totally i feel little, good so <laughs> he's a good screamer and um he a is. lot of those guys though uh, this is where we got it from yeah, was African-American folks who were doing this first. So we had guys like Howlin' Wolf back in the day. Probably like one of the most notorious guys from the 30s who did it. He was a really gritty voice blues guy. But fortunately, all this stuff's on YouTube. And then um, if you look up the song Lucille by Little Richard, uh, and then you had this like honky tonk rock and roll kind of guys that started to come out in the 50s. And like Little Richard screaming was freaking people out. And then, of course, it was sort of, like, for lack of a better term, like, appropriated, if you will, by British people, you know, who heard that screaming and then did it. And that was obviously spewed back out to us, like, from the Beatles and, you know, uh, this is where we got the Harsh Focus from, though, was our... people there so
0: i mean come on uh, yeah. an african-american in the 30s yelling at us i can understand why a lot of americans would have a problem with that Be like what is in, in this it, even
2: in the 50s like little richard was just this all pre-civil rights era it really got the you know like uh, <laughs> white people like you know like oh very scared uh, but it was badass i mean what a crazy thing to do you know and even even when the beatles first Play a distorted guitar in the Ed Sullivan show. And also a lot of people don't realize Paul McCartney and John Lennon, to an extent, depending on when you listen to him, were pretty good screamers as well. Paul McCartney did most of the screaming. Uh, That's why Wings is so lame (laughs) later when he quit. But the point is, is like, actually, like, yeah, if you go back and now that I've been doing Lexnor Fry screaming, like I'll listen to something from the 80s. And so, like, some of these guys who sang really raspy in the 80s will push it so far that they accidentally fry scream sometimes for like a second, just like a note of a song. And we didn't realize it. Like, Sammy Hagar will straight up do it in a ballad because he's just using so much rasp. Then he'll go up high and like he'll fry for like a second and like come back to like raspy voice. And um, it surprises me catching some of that in hindsight. Like, we actually didn't realize like how harsh some of the vocals historically actually have been. You know, so that's
0: why I get I get kind of uh for lack of a better word, triggered um when I hear like my parents or say or something saying, I can't stand all this music with all this screaming, and I bring up like references of music they like, and I'm like, Do you not hear the screaming in this song and this song? (laughs) Yeah, we're just
2: conditioned to like it. Like these are inherently ugly sounds and but people are subconsciously conditioned to like it because this is the popular music we've been listening Mm -hmm. to, and especially that people Parents yeah. who, who would have grown up, depending on how old, anywhere from the sixties to the eighties, it should be pretty like screamy rock music, you know? Like Yeah. Um yeah. you can't tell me you like the Beatles and I can point out several songs that would be screamy, especially by the standards of the time, where yeah. that seemed very extreme to the people at the time. So
0: You hear you heard it here, boomers. Chill the fuck out. <laughs>
2: They're not really in the demographic of I know. the main listening anymore. So no honestly, <laughs> if, if any boomers
0: are actually like, and I I, genu- I generally mean this, like if, if any boomers are actually listening to this, I'm honestly impressed. Like shout out to you for just even checking anything like this out. Um, but in any case, um, before I let you go, Mary, is there anybody you want to shout out or anything uh you wanna mention? I don't
2: know. Um yeah uh well my band there's a channel there's voice hacks on mm-hmm. youtube and my band is Helian prime uh i only do clean singing with this band which is kind of interesting because i've never been in a band where it's just clean mm-hmm. singing um but also then um yeah i think that's it, I think that's all I have going <laughs> on. <laughs> your your
0: most recent band is Helium Prime, but you mentioned another band before that that was Black Metal E and I definitely wanted to check that out.
2: Yeah, I was in a band on Peaceville Records called White Empress and it it was really interesting because um the guitar player in the band had been in Cradle of Filth for like 20 years and my bass player had been in Coal Chamber and We had a pretty good lineup but um there's just like crazy personal circumstances with some of the people involved in that band so it was really short-lived we only had like um, an album and an ep maybe that came out um and before that i was in a band called luna mortis i was on century media records um in like 2009. So you can Google that too, I guess. No, I'll put, look,
0: lazy YouTubers, anybody watching this, anybody listening to this, you know, I'll put the links in the description. You'll be able to find it right after this. I'll make it easy for you. But hey, hopefully we will get a chance to bring you back on the show. We can talk a little bit more about that. As it is, I was just getting to know you today. So the one thing I had to really be a frame of reference is your YouTube channel, which is doing phenomenal. What is it like 90K or something?
2: Yeah, yes, yes, it's really doing quite good um it's funny because i i still feel like they're so like i've just barely gotten started because i'm still not even it's really weird but i i kind of don't view myself like as a content creator <laughs> <laughs> so i'm really grateful i'm really surprised but i also feel like that's only like one third of the way that you know like i really want to yeah. go a lot further yeah. with it you
0: know? no i think that's the right attitude never stop growing never stop learning
2: Exactly.
0: <sighs> mm-hmm. but uh mary seriously thank you for taking the time to be on our show Uh, much appreciated.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was really fun. Thank you. (laughs)